discuss. Thank you for your patience. This is number two in-person commission meeting. Um, all right, here we go. So welcome to the Monday, April 24th, 2023, hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Film Commission. A few announcements before we get started. I'd like to welcome our newest commissioner, uh, Jesse Minardi, to our team. Yay. <laughs> And I did want to um, sort of remind everyone, uh, commissioners and public, that all of your bios, lovely photos, and information are on our website. Um, so feel free to peruse that at your leisure. And if uh, members of the public ever want to be in touch, please email film at sfgov.org. Uh, this meeting is being held in person at City Hall inside hearing room 416. The public is welcome to attend this meeting in person, view and participate online via the WebEx link provided on the agenda, or listen and call in by dialing 415-655-0001 using access code 2595-546-1979-POUND. And the attendee ID password is FILMSF, or it's 345-673 from your phone. The Film Commission will hear public comment on each action or discussion item in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the Commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, fill out a speaker card located at the side table and come up to the podium during public comment. State your name and any affiliations and your comment. Once finished, Hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using WebEx to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. When unmuted in the system, you will hear a beep and this is your time to speak. If calling by phone, dial star three to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. The host will recognize you to speak and you will hear you are unmuted and this is your time to speak. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly before you speak, mute the sound of any equipment around you, including televisions, radios, and computers. It is especially important that you mute your computer if you are watching via the WebEx link. So there is no echo sound when you speak. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Stefania, calling the April 24th, 2023 San Francisco Film Commission meeting to order. Would you do the roll call, please? Uh, yes. Commissioner Beaumont. Thank you. Commissioner Ching. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Delorio. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Finn. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Minardi. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Rubin. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Song. Present. Thank you. Vice President Steiker. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Tyler. Excused. And uh, President Wong. Here. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, hi, everybody, and welcome guests. We're excited to be back in person for our second <coughs> meeting. This is good. It's feeling a little warm in here, but it's warm with energy and vibrancy. But before I get carried away, I'd like to do the Ramaytush Ohlone Land Acknowledgement. The San Francisco Film Commission and the Film SF staff acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Romaitusha Ohlone have never ceded, lost, 
nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place as well as of for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramaytush Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you so much for um, being here today. Commissioners, I also want you to take a moment um, as part of this to remind yourself of our agreements. Um, we did pass um, a slight revision, being that now we are in person. Um, so I just want to point out, notice the space you occupy, both stepping in and falling back. There are places for discussion. I really want to welcome you to um, put on your mic um, or put your order, and we'll call on you. Um, as we go. Um, I also just want to make note as far as agreements. This is also us getting used to being back in person. Some of us have electronics, so if you do have a phone, um, please respect our space. Uh, turn it off. I'm going to put this away. So, you know, perception is also key. No, I'm not TikToking and I'm not posting on social. Um, also, we are trying to save trees, so I do have my notes electronically on my laptop. I see a few open, and again, you know, we're all adults here, but just um, making sure that we are truly being present um, with every discussion and presentation. So just want to outline that. Um, so a couple of head nods. Are we good with the agreements? Everybody here present in the space? Thank you so much. Okay, moving on. Uh, Zafani, you want to call our next agenda item, please? Yes, and I wanted to make one sort of side note to your uh, message. These boxes, I believe, can come a little forward. So if you can speak into the mic, just because we record. And the audio is pretty good without it, but it helps us with notes if you're speaking into the mic. Or you can move the microphone close to you. And Excellent. We can Thank you. Everything. Um, and if you don't, uh, if you do at some juncture need the paper copy, feel free to email me, and I can uh, provide one but I'm hoping that everybody can sort of navigate the electronic version. Zafani, is that, <coughs> is that comment specifically for the quieter members of the group, like Tony, for soft, example? Soft-spoken members, yeah. Yeah, great, thank you. <laughs> and, and we will hear this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, item two is approval of the minutes, the presentation and possible action to approve the minutes of March 27, 2023 commission meeting. Motion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We heard that one. We got a motion to approve the minutes. A second, please. Second. Thank you, Commissioner Rubin. Any commissioner comment on the March minutes? I, nope. I'm assuming that means silence, means good. No co comment, commissioner comment. Any public comment? Members of the public here in person, welcome again. Um, if you have any comment, you could also um, fill out a card. For those online, this is your moment to dial star three, and Zafania will put you into the speaker's queue. Any public comment? I don't see speaker, um, sorry, uh, public comment from in person or online. Thank you. So yeah. public comment on this item is now closed. Asking for a vote, we don't need to do a roll call. So all in favor, you could raise your hand, say aye. Zafania will help to record. I'm going to abstain. Yes, just that wasn't I was going to ask for any abstentions. Are you abstaining also? Abstain. Okay. Norma. Oh, thank you. Hi, Lauren. Welcome. Um, 
Then Ari. Gotcha. I was hmm. going to call for all in favor, aye. Any abstentions, any nays, and just do that separately. Can I do that? Okay. Then we could just take an account, make sure all votes are accounted for. Thank you so much for that reminder, and thank you um, for those who don't know. Uh, Lauren Curry is our uh, city attorney that has advised us on the film commission. So thank you for being here. Um, and, and this is good, good practice, yeah? Because there are people who have been here even forever, like myself, but we haven't been back in person. So it's kind of a good reminder. Good? Okay. Agreed. Yes. So let's go back to the eyes. So a, yes, all in favor, we'll do those and make sure everybody's accounted for. Okay. And we got that. Any, uh, why don't we go abstentions next? Abstentions. So we see three. Thank you. And any. Oh, gotcha. Oh. No abstentions. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. So we actually have to vote to abstain? Can we do that after? Or do we have to do it before? Ahead of time. Okay. So. Um, do do we finish this motion then and just or do we go back and ask for a motion to accept abstentions first because I didn't know ahead of time because they weren't present okay Okay. And, and then, yeah, uh, sorry, Lauren, just two other questions on that then. Do we need to do that in advance of each vote? Exactly. I was going to ask. Or do we take that at the beginning of a meeting and it holds for any votes throughout the meeting? Just for the minutes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. And uh, oh. the other commissioners were excused, so they were also not present. Yes. So. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Commissioner Rubin. Yeah. The amount out of the mall bill, which is in which we're already doing. Should we just vote once to accept the vote of abstention? from here on out on any vote? That, that, that's what we're clarifying, Commissioner Rubin, so. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Correct. Okay. So just to clarify, <laughs> so the abstention is just if someone, uh, I don't know, had something to do with whatever we were voting on, right? Um, as far as the minutes go, it seems like you did say you gave her the minutes, correct? And then, 
You know, if we had something where they had some conflicting interest or something like that, then they would have to have an abstention. But Correct. all our other voting, it should just be yay. Also, if right. somebody's conflicted, can they vote abstention? No, I think I, I think she it's. You would have to ask for the abstention, right? The chair would have to ask. Does anyone want to? Okay. And let's just make one more point. If um, if we have three nays, for example, because they are not voting or they are not approving, as opposed to an abstention, it still carries because it's majority. Just vote yay. Got it. Okay. So, in summary, right now, then we will table the motion uh, to approve the minutes at this moment. It seems that we should, um, I would uh, um, ask for a motion to approve uh, any abstentions. Right, is that how you would say it? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I would ask for a motion to accept any abstentions for the approval of the minutes. Do I have a motion to do that? So moved. Thank Sorry. you. And a second. Second. Thank you. I had uh, Commissioner Steiker, Commissioner Rubin for that second. Close second. <laughs> um, so all in favor on this vote, please say yay. Um, and can we raise our hands? And you could do yay. 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 Okay. Thank you. Okay. That looks unanimous, correct? Yep. Correct. Stefania? Thank you. Okay. So that motion is unanimous. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. There's also an A, right? Oh, did you have Well, you didn't ask, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Hold yeah. on. Well. Yes, I would vote against it. Just on the minutes, I think we should just vote yay or nay, right? Okay, gotcha. So it still carries because mm -hmm. it's yes. majority. So thank you. Right. We have a nay on this motion. Okay. We will get this settled and written into the script the next time. So thank you so much. And I, I see where you're going. So we'll, we'll do that next yeah. time. Um, okay, so we're good on that motion. Let's go back to the motion on the minutes. Is okay. it, do I have to ask for a, a second again of, uh, to ask for a motion in a second or can I keep what we had? Okay. So, uh, there is already a, a motion and a second on the approval of the March minutes. So, all in favor, say yay. yay. Raise your hands. <coughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. And then any abstentions? No. Okay. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> we have three, which three. we're accepting, and any nays? Okay. Thank you. You've got a recording yes. of all that? Okay. Thank you so much. I think the lesson learned here is we should all come to Thank every you for commission that lesson. meeting. <laughs> all right. Always learning something new about <laughs> procedures. Um, would you call the next item, Stefania? Yes. Thank you. That would be item three, OEWD presentation on economic recovery. We have a guest speaker today, Catherine Daniels. Thank you, Catherine, for being here. Really appreciate you and all the work that you're doing behind the scenes around the economic um, recovery initiative. So excited to hear your presentation today. So thank you. Let's make sure the mic is on. Double check. And we have a presentation. You Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Mm. 
Um, okay, so I'm Kat Daniel, the Director of Economic Recovery Initiatives for OEWD, um, and here to brief you on the roadmap to downtown San Francisco's future. Um, a couple of, of points that I would make uh, just for context setting. Uh, the, my team, Economic Recovery and Regeneration, was created as a, as a result of the disruption to our economy by the COVID uh, pandemic and the resulting uh, really significant change that we've seen in our, in our downtown because of remote work and uh, changes to our tourism industry as well as other things. Uh, my role and my team's role is three-pronged. Three um, one is to really be sort of collecting a lot of the different indicators around how our economic recovery is going, what's going well, what's really sort of lagging behind, and then what is just really, really different in our new context. Uh, and then to coordinate the city's response. So the, the work of recovery is a citywide initiative, and the, and, and the strategies and the initiatives that are laid out in the roadmap really reflect the, the work of several departments throughout the city. Um, and so we are playing largely a coordination role um, in order to make sure that to the extent possible, this very big and complex city is moving in the same direction at the same time in order to be more effective and efficient. Uh, and then lastly, to take on sort of special projects that really don't have a home in other city departments already because of the newness of, of what we're going through. Um, which uh, I am pointing out specifically because if you go to the next slide, a lot of people are, are, have asked about why the focus on downtown. And, um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, downtown is bearing the brunt of sort of the economic impact from pandemic because it is the area of the city that is so affected by work from home because that is concentrated in our, in our offices, and our offices are concentrated in downtown. Um, and then also because downtown is really the part of the city that had very little specific focus from the city prior to the pandemic, because it was booming in many respects and really didn't need a lot of intervention. Uh, or focus, you know, we had, we had general city services, but we did not have sort of focused targeted initiatives. And so economic recovery is, is very, is looking a lot at downtown. It is not the breadth of economic recovery. Um, there is a lot of work that is going on in our neighborhoods with our small businesses citywide uh, and with many of the other businesses, industries, and, and communities that have felt the impact of the, of the COVID pandemic. Um, but this briefing that I'm gonna give you today is pretty focused on just the downtown and the disruption that it's going through. Um, another reason that downtown is a focus is because it very much is the center of our economic engine. It is where the vast majority of the city's uh, GDP and sort of uh, tax base is located. Uh, it's where the, the vast majority of the city's jobs are located. Um, where um, the majority of the city's small businesses are located. For all of these reasons, it is a very crucial part of our city's economy. Um, and, um, and again, it is sort of the, the ground zero for the disruption, uh, which if you go to the next slide, we have uh, laid out a little bit. 
So um, office attendance even today remains at around between 40 and 45% of what it was prior to the pandemic. Our public transportation systems, in particular BART, are faring the same between 35 and 40%. Both of these numbers are showing very gradual but consistent increases and we don't believe that they have like settled to where they're going to, to end up. But it is a huge decline from what we saw. Um, and even, and I would point out, because there's a lot of conversation around, San Francisco is like, you know, sort of going through what many cities are going through throughout the country, but in a more acute way. And that is certainly the case, as we have seen in the data. Um, I would point out that even outliers in terms of city centers that are doing relatively well, like Austin, Texas, they have not seen more than 70% of their office workers return. And so what we, what that like is indicating to us is that while San Francisco may increase, we really do not expect that we or any other place is going to get back to 100% of where we were or probably even very close to that, um, which sort of begs the need for this evolution and this and this shift to how we are thinking about how our, our city operates. On the tourism side, we are seeing greater uh, recovery. We've got, we're at about 80% for both domestic and international tourists, and we are very optimistic about the summer. And now that we have hit tourism season, that we will see a lot more. Um, we are starting to see conventions return. We are not seeing near the levels of business travel that we did prior, and I think that that also speaks to sort of remote work and, um, and the impact there. Um, and all of this, you know, clearly has repercussions for the ecosystem that downtown supported and the small businesses, the jobs that like a lot of our commuters and, and the people coming into uh, jobs in downtown supported. And it definitely has an impact as, as we are, I'm sure you are all aware, on the city's tax base uh, and on every level of the city's tax base. So our property tax, because we have um, large vacancies in both our office market and in our commercial sort of ground floor markets, uh, threaten the value of our buildings. Um, our business tax is down because we, it is based on, to some extent, the workers actually showing up in person. Our hotel tax is down because uh, our tourism is not fully recovered. And our sales tax is down. Um, and that is true citywide uh, because there are just not as many people in the city spending and buying things. Um, and that is particularly, again, concentrated in our downtown neighborhoods, but it is true throughout. Um, so that's the why. Um, and so as a city, we are trying to grapple with it. And, uh, and Mayor Breed early in 2022 put forward a vision for how she was thinking about the downtown and how we should be guiding economic recovery. And that was, oh, sorry, next slide. Uh, and that was um, really centered around five priorities. One was to keep and, and further make San Francisco an economically diverse and resilient job engine. Uh, to ensure that it, pr it provided a welcoming, clean, and safe environment. 
um, that it was a dynamic destination that was active at all hours, that we provided a, a world-class transportation experience, and, um, and that we really used this moment to ensure that we were building an equitable economy that supported full participation by, our, by San Franciscans and by all of our communities. Um, and so that was, the, that was the North Star as the city started building out the roadmap. And, um, and if you go to the next page, um, this is a screenshot of the website. Uh, and I think here I would only point out that there have been a lot of cities that have put forward plans, sort of static reports that they hand over. Um, we have built this, this roadmap, if you will, as something that is dynamic. We do not purport to know all of the answers. What San Francisco is going through right now is a really significant change that nobody anticipated and really there's no playbook uh, in order to sort of address. And so we wanted very much to put forward how the city was thinking about recovery, what it was doing now and what it was thinking you know, about doing um, but we wanted to make it a live, a living document um, or website so that uh, it could change to really reflect that this situation is changing. We are, going, we are getting new information all the time. We need to engage stakeholders and really understand, you know, now that we have put forward our vision, what did we miss? Uh, what else should we be thinking about? And how can we start to keep on building upon this in order to really create this robust uh, response? To the extent that we have what we have, uh, that we have um, created this roadmap, it is organized on the next slide around nine strategies and includes 50 specific initiatives. And I think that there's actually 49, which is really not planned, but appreciated. Um, Okay, and so getting into what those strategies are, uh, the first strategy is, is really around ensuring that downtown is clean, safe, and inviting. And, and we see this as a, a fundamental foundation that is required in order for everything else to be successful. Um, and so there has been making sure that our downtown space is a place that people are not fearful about going to is, is a prerequisite for, in, for pulling and, tr and attracting people into downtown. Um, towards that, a lot has been done over the last three years that are aimed at supporting that strategy. And, um, and, and much of that is, is put forward in front of you as these bullets, which I'm, I won't read to you. But, um, but we have created dozens of programs over the last three years that are aimed at public safety, at around ensuring appropriate response to different kinds of needs, whether it be criminal activity or whether it be uh, behavioral health and mental health, whether it be referral to services, cleanliness, et cetera. And so really that happened quickly and now the emphasis is on coordinating those responses so that they are working together in order to make them more efficient um, and, uh, and really and more effective. Um, and, then, and then second, I think the, the really big uh, focus is on making sure that the public is aware and understands what these different responses are 
because again, it is there's a lot and they happened quickly and it's a little confusing. And so there is a public awareness campaign that is being designed by the Department of Emergency Management so that people will know what is what is happening. Um, so that is uh, that's sort of the crux of this strategy around clean and safe and inviting. Um, moving on to this to the next strategy, uh, we see this as a moment where we can really invite in new businesses and industries that build out um, the range of opportunities and our economic resilience. So again, prior to the pandemic, you could not get into office space in San Francisco. We had an extremely low vacancy rate. People, uh, businesses had been priced out and pushed out. Um, and now that situation has reversed. And we are hoping to use that as an opportunity to invite businesses back into San Francisco that are really important and essential to our economy and to our diversity, our economic diversity. Um, and so we are trying to, we are in a position where we're competing with other cities for the first time in, in probably decades. And we are trying to take a really smart sort of strategic approach to doing that by identifying what are the key industries that are going to support our economy how can we attract those key industries? And, um, and how can we put in sort of surgical policy mechanisms that, uh, that support them moving into San Francisco while supporting the businesses and the industries that, that are here to stay? Um, so that is, that is what a lot of the initiatives in this strategy are aimed at. Uh, the next strategy is, um, is really trying to reflect the fact that while we do want to use this opportunity to bring in new businesses and fill up offices with, with office-based office businesses, this is an inflection point where um, there are going to be some building stock that is obsolete at this point, some office stock that is obsolete. And the, the city wants to put forward a regulatory and a policy framework that allows those buildings to evolve into something new that is going to be uh, functional and competitive. And so we've looked a lot at housing. That has been a very big conversation in the city. And we have um, recently, the mayor and, and Supervisor Peskin has announced legislation in order to remove barriers that prevent buildings from converting from office to residential. We expect also that as we start to identify what some of these key industries that are going to be competitive going forward are, like a, a lot of conversation is focused around life sciences and the like that don't need office space, that we would also start to look at how do we allow offices to convert into the types of buildings that these kinds of industries need. Um, and, and so, yes, so the strategies or the initiatives that are in this one are, are really aimed at that, just getting out of the way to allow downtown buildings to evolve. Um, and then the next one uh, is also sort of aimed at the same thing. We have about, at this point, we have a 26% vacancy rate in our office market and between 20 and 40% vacancy on the ground floor, depending on which downtown neighborhood you're in. If we are going to fill that space, we need to allow businesses to move in and open up quickly. And we have a regulatory framework and a permitting framework that sometimes gets in the way of that. And so we are taking a close look at how do we streamline permitting uh, and how do we support businesses to 
you know, get in and start operations as fast as possible. Um, the other, so that is one thrust of this strategy, and I think that's the second one is that there is, again, this opportunity right now um, to bring in small and local businesses into downtown as part of the strategy to, to reinvigorate it. Um, and so within this strategy, there are several efforts that are aimed at supporting small businesses that includes direct assistance like grants and loans to small businesses so that they can open they can open new uh, new locations um, and they can basically pivot operations in order to continue to respond to the pandemic it also includes first year free which is the program that waives all of your fees when you were starting a new business in san francisco for the first year uh, and then it also we um, even, I guess, more experimentally, we announced last week the, the opening of applications for the Vacant to Vibrant pop-up program, which supports pop-ups temporarily starting in downtown vacant retail spaces so that they can start to test the market and understand if downtown is a good space for them to conduct business, try to test concepts. Retail was flagging before the pandemic, it is doing it is flagging even more now. And so what are the kinds of businesses that are going to do well in our downtown ground floor? And that is really what the Vacant to Vibrant pop-up program is about. So um, a lot of initiatives around just like, you know, opening up downtown to our small business community. Uh, the next strategy is around really growing and preparing our workforce. So, and this is, this is also, I would say, like there's two prongs to this strategy. One is the fact that if we do not have housing for our workers to live in and to, that our families can grow into, that new people coming in and seeking opportunity can move into the area, then we are not going to be able to grow. And if we need to bring in a third more businesses in order to fill up our empty offices, they are going to need a labor pool and we need to house that labor pool. So there is a very big emphasis on ensuring that we are developing an enough and as much housing as we can. Um, and then second, for our residents who are here in San Francisco, again, as we start to identify those new industries that, uh, that we are bringing into San Francisco, that we are preparing those workers for jobs in those industries so that they can sort of harness the next level of growth um, that our city is positioned to go through. The, we've got four more. Um, it is a robust, comprehensive strategy. Um, so, but the next one I hope that you will all be very interested in, that is transforming downtown into a leading arts, culture, and nightlife destination, um, which I think we, downtown is already a place that has really tremendous cultural assets. We have museums, our theater district is there. We have world-class restaurants and bars. Um, but it is still primarily thought of as a place of work first. And we need to, in this new context, switch that so that people are, uh, are really coming to downtown as a destination in its own right. And, um, and we think that part of what is going to help support that is to really um, 
map what those assets are and then strategically layer on incentives and programming and other kinds of interventions that support them to expand and bring in complementary uses so that we create like a really robust and comprehensive experience for, for people. Um, and so a lot of what is here is, is listed under here is aimed at that sort of suite of services that would be able to amplify what downtown already has in terms of arts and culture assets in order to take it to the next level. Um, similarly, on the next strat, uh, we have incredible public spaces in our downtown. We have really amazing plazas and parks and alleyways that make downtown very interesting. It's an extremely walkable downtown by American city standards. And that has been a big asset for us. Uh, you can have really meaningful interactions very easily when you are downtown. We want to enhance these public spaces to just uh, continue to invest in what is sort of a competitive advantage of ours and make downtown a place that people really do want to be in and, um, and meet uh, and, uh, and have these sort of textured experiences. And um, going to the next one, now we're all flowing, that they all connect, um, uh, tr is our transit connections is another huge advantage that downtown has that makes it very unique and very competitive because there is no other place in our entire region that you can get to as easily as you can to San Francisco's downtown. We are certain every neighborhood in the city and every city in the region has transit connection points to San Francisco's downtown, which allows us to capture that huge, really productive labor force, bring it to downtown easily and efficiently um, to feed you know, the businesses and allow the, those businesses to thrive and to really to give opportunity to uh, to communities throughout the Bay Area. Um, that has led to downtown uh, being taking the form that it has to date, and we need to continue to uh, invest to, to provide service and to provide high quality service on all of our transit uh, agencies, and then to make sure that whatever mode you are using, whether it's biking or walking, uh, that you can easily get to um, downtown and that that is a critical aspect of our economy and our, and our economic resilience going forward. Um, and then lastly, uh, and, and this sort of circles back to point one, um, we really also recognize that as we have struggled with some really real challenges, a narrative about San Francisco has emerged at the national scale that is focused on our hardest and most entrenched challenge, but it is not the entirety of San Francisco. Um, and, but until we can sort of reclaim our own narrative to tell people what San Francisco really is, all the opportunity that it represents, all of the innovation and creativity, um, that we are going to be at a disadvantage as we are trying to compete with other places. Um, in order to spur our own recovery. And so we have, uh, we have efforts that are located towards that. I will, yes, thank you. And, um, and that is, that is uh, the, the roadmap to downtown San Francisco's future. I will take a glass of water. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Yeah, I was trying to get through it fast so you could get to the question. That was great. Thank you for your report. Yeah. Uh, very thorough. Very, uh, you hit all the points, right? We all kind of know all the problems yeah. and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, and we can also see the progress that you have made, like uh, the Moscone Recovery Fund is Thank you. Uh, the cleanliness down there is better. Yeah. Then to have some uh, help for, like, restaurants to come back because, you know, you kind of have to do everything backwards. Conventions want to come because we had great restaurants and great downtown right. and everything. And then you also mentioned the workers coming back and having the entertainment down there. Um, and that also kind of has to work backwards because, uh, you know, I know a lot of the, uh, like the workers work different hours than the patrons coming. Mm -hmm. So Muni has reduced their schedule oh. and uh, so close it off so the workers can't get home, whether it's restaurants or theaters or whatever. But uh, I just wanted to mention that and uh, just to, uh, if they could, someone has to start. If Muni can expand their hours, then the people will come back cool. and so on. But, uh, but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, oh. Oh, congrats on the report. It's great. Um, I wanted to know whether you've given any thought to something like South by Southwest. Absolutely. That has been a very um, big topic of conversation, and I am actually, I hail from Austin, Texas, and I started to go to South by Southwest in the 90s when it was just a tiny little film festival. Um, but, uh, but yes, I, we are very interested in trying to figure out what would be sort of big anchor spectacle kinds of conferences and conventions that really, um, that really put San Fr I mean, San Francisco is already on the map, so this isn't the good, the correct choice of words, but cement us right into. Obviously, that's an impression that lasts. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and the other thing about South By is that not only do they have film and music and corollaries, but they use so many facilities in the city. You know, hotels fill up, all the yep. auditoriums, the theaters, the rest, everything. Yep. We love the city. I mean, people live here because they love the city. Yeah. 
and and to, to have to see that kind of stuff going on it's just it's so depressing you just never want to go downtown again. that's right i mean you know that i'm not telling you that you don't know but i guess i'm just guessing thank, thank you, you. Right, Ruben. i appreciate it um no, the mayor, it's the mayor's 311 app when you see that stuff that was something that they clean up right away mm -hmm. right so if you have 311 app take a picture of that they come and clean it up. nice Thank you. Okay, 311, we're learning some methods. Commissioner Chang, I want to um, welcome, uh, have commissioners, if you do want to speak, you could also put yourself in the queue um, and we'll recognize the next speaker. So, Commissioner Chang. Thank you. Um, I was looking at the last slide, tell our story, and I'm just thinking about what this, what it would be most relevant to the business of this commission. Okay. Um, as we are also trying to attract more women in the city. Um, is there any, um, specific thoughts into how the film commission can be part of this telling the story uh, in terms of marketing dollars or strategies and or uh, when we when our office work with location managers or producers are there steps to especially bring light to our downtown I know that in the last couple two three blockbuster movie we had downtown was a big scene um, but you know are there any I mean, and, and to support this initiative are we uh, also doing some marketing that, that would focus on that neighborhood? I know it's a loaded question, but I'm just wondering what is relevant that you can see that our commission is. Yeah, so I think that Mani has quite a few ideas and we've been talking a lot yeah. about, um, about how, I mean, I think there's a couple of intersection points with the roadmap that the film commission would be specifically uh, sort of relevant to, I think film is an industry in San Francisco, and so as we are talking about attracting, you know, new and expanding uh, the diversity of industries in San Francisco, there's an opportunity to figure out how we can bring and make film an even bigger part of, um, of San Francisco's industry. I think that um, also the Film Commission and jump in whenever and yeah. you think is appropriate yeah, but, <laughs> but um but i do think that also you know when if you talk about it, like a south by southwest kind of event like that started as a very local uh initiative that was it was in art house theaters and it was you know it was bringing uh filmmakers to a conference an industry conference, and then they wanted to show their work, and so they and so they booked small theaters in Austin, and then you brought in musicians, and they wanted to show their work, and so they booked bars, and the thing grew until now. It's just like a crazy, as an Austinite, it's very it's crazy what it is now, and um, and so I think that you know, but if you if you go back to the to the seeds, then I think it starts very local. And it is about connecting the uh, the artists and the filmmakers and the producers and the the venues to one another in a really strategic and thoughtful way, uh, so that like you can you can emphasize you can you can accentuate the impact right and have a bigger impact and have something that can grow. Uh, and so I think that that's another way that. Uh, can be really relevant. And then I think the third way is really like film is the way that people form impressions. I mean, the reason that like you go anywhere in the world and they're like, Hollywood is because like a film and film is our brand. 
And so the more film we have in San Francisco that's showing the city in a really advantageous way, that is, I think, one of the most effective ways to tell our story. So there's, those are my, the three off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just, go ahead, go ahead, Commissioner Chen. I mean, it's great to um, have make that connection in the thinking of it. And just for the record, I mean, I just, I'm just hoping that in, in how the, the mayor's office or the different departments are going to place the resources, that resources be invested in making things happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's all. Thank you, Commissioner yeah. Chang. Yeah. Um, well, no, I just wanted to quickly add, um, and again, I think um, I sent you all an email last week, so I think you have some ideas of what um, some of the goals are if we get enhancements, some of the initiatives that we will do with um, in respect to economic recovery. Um, you know, I think very much what you said about marketing downtown. Um, I mean, we need overall just to market San Francisco in general with our office, but specifically downtown because it has been a really popular location with productions and, and commercial productions. You know, when you see um, car commercials, they often feature um, San Francisco. We, it's, been a, it's been a couple months, even maybe a year, I would say, that we've had a car commercial shoot in downtown. So. Um, that's a way that we can do it. Um, I mean, I'm glad, Commissioner Rubin, you brought up South by Southwest because, I mean, several months ago, that was a conversation that I brought up with our team and we had, you know, we were like, we need to have a mini Southwest, Southwest here. I mean, that's, um, we are uniquely positioned um, to definitely hold something like that. Um, the intersection of art, technology, everything that's creative of San Francisco, we, we need to have, we need to have something here like that. Mm -hmm. And what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. It all. So I think, and, and f as we sort of, you know, with hopefully thinking about resources that can come in the next year or two, and we know we're really at a hard um, economic time with San Francisco with our city budget deficit, but I think there is opportunities to leverage private and public partnership and, and funding opportunities for something like that. So that's definitely in this um, with the economic recovery team and an arts organization, city arts organizations are coming together. That's definitely part of the thinking is like something that could intersect all of our, all of our work that we're doing. Um, and then there's, I have specific ones that can talk about later, but you know, with the vacant businesses that there, how we can connect location managers to what, um, you know, vacant office space so that productions can shoot in because often that is something that comes to us is like what's available, how we can easily connect a production to whatever spaces so that they can utilize for short-term or long-term rentals. That's, an, you know, that's one of many ideas that we have and initiatives that we'd love to continue doing if the resources are there. Um, thank you so much. I want to continue to honor the speaker queue. So, um, Commissioner Finn. Yeah, well, to chime in on this, um, and money, I did. I sent you that video. I went to Portland, and yeah. just little things like even the airport. I mean, I live in an airport because I <clears throat> work for an airline full time, and so I'm there a lot, and I go to other airports. But um, marketing, going back to uh, what, are, what you both said, uh, marketing and publicity is everything, and that changes the you know, perceptions and like, wow, there's something happening south by southwest. I'm sure when you land in the airport, you know. There's a takeover South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. When you go to NBA All-Star Utah, 
NBA All-Star is in Utah. It's a takeover. It is a thing from the luggage tags to the walls to the ceilings. I went to Portland. Uh, back to my point here is on a wall, I was, I was, you know, getting my luggage, and literally there's movie posters from every movie filmed in the city of Portland, Oregon, with a little plaque. It was just a strip of wall, and I sent you that video, and I'll share it with, with everyone at some point, but it is just just a simple thing like when you land I mean it's a small little thing but when you, you're there you got to think and remind yourself when you're about to board us or embark on a city oh there's some cool films that were filmed here and if you're a film buff I might just take a little drive to this area or this hotel or this historic town mm. to see it and that creates perception and buzz that there is a lot to be filmed here in the city and there's lots of history. We know that there's iconic things that have come through here and I think it really starts even at the airport. And one of my things, one of my passions obviously is intersecting what I do at work, which is with the airline and the airport, um, but tying into the city. But if we had signs and banners when people arrive, like there is something here in San Francisco, what is it? You know, whether you're new to the city or just um, you've been around, you know that it's, it, it's, it's a takeover and it's such a big, economic booster for the city and they rely on it i came from augusta georgia two weeks ago as a bucket list to go to the masters mm. that town is nothing i'm sorry if anyone's from augusta but there's really nothing around that magnolia drive that you see on tv except for the masters but when the masters are there it is at the airport when you fly in it's at the clock tower it's got i mean the whole town is all about it and it is the number one little that economy for that little city of Augusta Georgia like those are just examples but those are some things that I'm passionate about I'd love to see us kind of as soon as you walk into the city it's that first impression it's like yes San Francisco has a lot of film ties a lot of things to see conferences festivals you name it so I I love it that's great thank, thank you. you so much let's market it <laughs> thank you Commissioner Finn uh Commissioner Stecker um Thanks. Um, thank you, Kat. This was great. Um, I've had some perspective on it, but you really sort of opened the rest of it up, so it was really helpful. The South by conversation to me is so interesting because 10 years ago, uh, I was working at San Francisco Travel at the time and had numerous conversations with Todd Rufo, who was running uh -huh. economic development, about creating an equivalent conference or festival here. And the tie was just so natural to me as just someone who sort of thinks more visually, SX, SW, SF became a real easy way to talk about South by Southwest in San Francisco. At the time, it went nowhere because South by was not interested in expanding, kind of doing what TED Talk has done, mm -hmm. in sort of expanding beyond Austin. Now they are. Now they're actually running, I think I heard recently, they're running a South by in Sydney, Australia. So if, they're, if they've opened that up to new cities, then there may be new conversations that we can have with the South by folks that we have not had been. That's a great lead. But not been able to. So that's one thing. The second thing is on the list of kind of um, here are the depressing facts yeah. about, you know, kind of where everything is down. It's not just the business travel that's down, but the international travel yeah. is down significantly as well. Joe D'Alessandro was telling me a couple of weeks ago that pre-pandemic there were seven flights a day on one airline from one market in China Shanghai now that's one a week so the numbers are significantly off and again um, Franco this goes directly to your point and Claudine also what you said the more that we present San Francisco as a location by film um, internationally because no matter how much San Francisco travel has to market the city we they can never mm -hmm 
reach a global audience in the same way that, say, Visit California does, because Visit California has $115 million to spend. We're going to have 10 at the most, right? right? It's a significant difference. But the idea then of putting film in front of people's faces is it becomes a big drop. So it ultimately leads to a question, and Claudine, this is very similar to what you were saying. And I don't know if, if, Kat, if this is sort of in your purview or not, but to the extent that you can support it, it would obviously be, I think, hugely beneficial because it sounds like we're all sort of saying the same thing. In a budget year, every year's a budget year, but two years. <laughs> But in a budget year, where are the opportunities to better fund revenue-positive organizations such as FilmSF? There are an awful lot of agencies within city departments, city government, that just spend cash but that don't bring any in. We bring it in. And so it seems crazy to me that we're not recognizing that and not doing a better job of funding that at a, at a more significant level because that's what we're here to do. We're to drive that economic impact rather than just to drain city resources. I had a bunch of other questions, but that's it for now. That's the main point. Kat, do you want to take a minute and try to answer any of that? <laughs> I mean, just comment to that. I don't. Uh, we have we have worked very closely in order to put forward um, a, sort of the initiatives and sort of the resource requirements for each of the initiatives, which do include. Um, some of the specific ideas that I think that Monty has talked to this commission about um, as like the recovery package. I think that you are correct. Like we, the city is now facing a $700 million deficit and, um, and it is going to be a very challenging budget year for every single department. Um, and I don't have any insight into where that's going to shake out for you know, at, at every stage of the process, right? The board, as well as as um, the budget that the mayor's office is going to introduce. But I know that very difficult decisions are being are being made. Um, that said, we have been advocating for the fact that if we do not recover, our budget problems are only going to get worse. And um, and so we are trying to make the case, you know, that this does deserve. Uh, cre like credence um, as we are trying to recover even in a, a very difficult budget year. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, and it is, and I appreciate the lead about South by Southwest and I worked for Todd when he was oh, here and so yeah. I will certainly be following up on both of those. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. I would love to make a comment but want to give people space. Any other commissioner comments? Film SF team? Anything? Oh, I you mind if I ask just one more question? Let's give the mic to yeah, the yeah, no, quick and then yes. Sure. Oh no, just um, if there's any influence with also BART, that'd be phenomenal. Because like, you know, I just went to a film festival with um, the San Francisco Film Festival and it's just, uh, it's a 25 minute wait on mm. BART can be a really, um, I don't know, I, I have no idea what influence you have, but if you do, <laughs> more times, more travel times on the weekend would be appreciated. <laughs> Thank you. Understood. Thank you. Um, I had a question for you, Kat. First of all, I just wanted to thank you for all this information and all this work and sort of organizing it so thoughtfully. Um, I was curious because I know this is focused on the roadmap to downtown. Uh, I'm hearing sort of a lot of conversation about like citywide as mm -hmm. well. And I'm just wondering if there's any information that might give a glimpse as to maybe other areas of San Francisco that are not downtown that maybe are seeing 
um, a better economic recovery that we're not aware of or maybe yeah you know understanding what the full landscape looks like totally. so that we can sort of support citywide or if it's really truly the downtown area yeah um, so a, a, a couple of things one is uh, on if you go to this website the roadmap to San Francisco's downtown San Francisco's future at the very bottom we have our economic recovery dashboards which speak to some of the data around recovery and that data is mostly presented citywide and sometimes broken out by neighborhood but we show things like the travel and the tourism um, we uh, sort of rates we show sales tax and you can you can look at sales tax recovery by neighborhood throughout the city um, we show sort of population loss, so that is a big factor. I mean, if you look at the three big factors that are that are impacting San Francisco, like our jobs are back to where they were pre-pandemic. Our, um, or our unemployment, I'm sorry, our unemployment rate is back to where it was pre-pandemic. Our jobs have grown and particularly, like net, and particularly within our office industries. The jobs are 20% more than what they were pre-pandemic. They're just not in, in downtown. Like the people who are working those jobs, the companies are located downtown. Their tax returns are filed from downtown, but the people who are working those jobs are largely working remotely. And so, um, and so the biggest thing that is impacting San Francisco is an absence of foot traffic. And, and physical presence of individuals in San Francisco, and that's driven by three things. First is the remote work. You know, with a 40% return to office, we had four, over 400,000 people commuting into San Francisco every day for jobs before the pandemic, and now we have way less than that, and that just means way fewer people in San Francisco, which, which ripples out to every part of our economy. Second, we have lost population. We lost 6% of our population during the pandemic. A lot of those people went to like other Bay Area cities or, or even like the next rung out, you know, sort of Sacramento, Davis kind of area. But they left the city. And that means they're not here and they're not spending, you know, and, and supporting the economy. And then the third thing is the tourism and the, and the ongoing losses to tourism. And so I think that all of that is felt citywide. It is most acute in downtown. So there are very few neighborhoods in San Francisco that have recovered their full sales tax and their full sort of, our housing prices have dipped. Um, all, all of that shows that there are not as many people and there's not as, many, as much demand for San Francisco. Downtown is where all of that is happening the most and at the most significant levels. Um, but I think that those dashboards would be, would be um, helpful to sort of just see a bigger lens. And then the other thing that I would say is that a lot of the initiatives that are put forward in the dashboard will have citywide effects. So a, improving our permitting processes is aimed at filling vacancies downtown, but it is not only going to be for businesses that are downtown. It, that will help any business trying to open up at any place in downtown. And in fact, the Office of Small Business just introduced legislation that went through our entire uh, neighborhood commercial corridor uh, zoning code in order to make it much simpler 
and more consistent across neighborhoods. And that was, you know, so, so there are <coughs> many citywide efforts that are happening. Um, this and, and um, not invest in neighborhoods, but community economic development, another branch of OEWD, is focused specifically on initiatives in order to support more activity, entrepreneurs and small businesses entering into, uh, you know, sort of our opportunity neighborhoods. And so there is quite a bit of work going on that is outside of, of what you see in the roadmap. Um, yeah, so I think there's sort of like three concentric circles of like there's the data and then there are initiatives in here that will impact citywide. And then there are, is the work that is going on and has long been going on in the city that supports our neighborhoods and our small businesses and other communities that is, that is beyond what this covers, but it is happening. And hopefully we will find a way to better showcase it all so that you can get that comprehensive look. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, real quick one. I'm, I'm fascinated at the idea of the repurposing going on of some of the downtown office space, potentially to residents. I don't know, and I, I forgot to ask Joe if any of that has been discussed around converting any of that to hotels as well, which is a really interesting conversation. At last count, last I remember, um, New York City had three times the number of hotel rooms that mm -hmm. San Francisco did. And San Francisco as a city, but also as a as a hotel community was somewhat unwelcoming to new hoteliers coming in mm. because they benefited obviously from the limited occupancy or the limited you know number of hotels therefore greater occupancy and greater rate um, but more to the question uh, related to film has there have there been any discussions around repurposing any of those buildings for a potential stage space is that possible, conceivable at all? Obviously, they were constructed very differently and there's parking requirements, et cetera, but are there any office spaces that might be converted? Uh, so Amazon Web Services, like I think I mentioned in our last report, they just built a virtual production soundstage and so on Market Street in their offices, so we're gonna invite you all right. to tour and check that out. Right. Um, it could be done for commercial, mm. um, potentially commercial soundstage, not for larger productions. For we don't have um, the parking footprint that at all that would be needed for yeah. uh, a an actual soundstage that right. Um, right. most TV series or a feature film would need. Um, I'll talk later in my report, um, what Franco and I went to visit a soundstage in Berkeley that um, like for more commercial productions. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely part of our um, desire with um, thinking about increasing productions or, or businesses in downtown, but also be looking at how we can help grow, um, you know, companies that could, you know, film and media companies that could have a footprint in downtown. Yeah. And that could look into creating more creative use space of Got those. It. But um, when we talk about us needing a soundstage here, it's not in the scale of that downtown could be viable unless there was a really incredible parking lot we can right, make out right, right downtown, but right. not ideal. Um, yeah, and and Moscone Center, same thing. I know there's parking underneath for a Marsconi lot of the Yeah, I mean, they have too much conventions, right? They uh, But they don't really right now. Right, yes, they have a lot coming up for the year. So okay. we even tried getting a production in there for yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. 
for a month in, in the fall, uh -huh. um, and it, it, there was no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So we've been we've had conversations with them. It's definitely possible, yeah. right, in the future. But again, um, you know, convention conventions are coming back, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so okay. being a production would need something for months at a time. Depending if it's commercial production, right. then you need it Much for shorter. yeah shorter. And we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Thanks. Kat, we have had you standing there for a long time, so I really it. just want to appreciate your <laughs> energy and in both presenting and also listening and also taking down notes. Um, I think at the core, I'm sensing that this is wonderful to have you here, and I'm really glad to get, I think, commissioners to hear some of the discussions um, that are already happening around some of these ideas. It's wonderful to hear the commissioners also bring up, you know, ideas. Yeah. Um, I think... Some place in here is how do we keep an ongoing relationship, and I'm trying to get a better understanding of ultimately how your office works and what your role is, because you talked about coordination. We are in this budgeting period where the politics of this is very important, and I just want to shine a light on the fact that, um, you know, Commissioner Steiker, Matt brought up, we're a revenue-generating department. In addition, there are investments that the city have already made that are adjacent to everything that we're talking about. So I'm also wondering what can we do to amplify that? Mm -hmm. Because the enhancements that we're really looking for are so vital. Um, mm -hmm. As you're saying, if there's no recovery, we, we can't even have the conversation. So I was really um, excited. Out of the nine strategies, mm -hmm. you kind of paused for us on arts and culture, but it was wonderful to see us in number two, mm -hmm. you know, around um, the creation attracting and retaining diverse range of industries and employers. So to the extent I, I think this discussion brings to light the fact that there's an intersectionality around the nine, I don't even know how you're holding all that. Um, but just to say, I think as we dive more deeply into that, right, because film was in under that, right, which mm -hmm. is, again, attract, retain, diverse range of industries and employer. So. If we're saying film is a diverse place, yes, it attracts diverse um, creatives, it attracts story, there's all the multiplier aspects of it, but we also started talking about like, to the extent we are able to tell our story better, the marketing, you know, the, the ninth aspect of it, um, grow and prepare our workforce is another one in which the city already invests in training programs to um, bring creatives into the workforce. I get to run one of those in my day job, right? Um, I think the film festival investments, the arts and culture, I just want to find a way to amplify also the work that is going in the spirit of South by Southwest, because mm -hmm. I'm gonna land it here. I do believe um, we as a city also have a choice to make because going for an international audience, going for a national audience, to compete with the South by Southwest to bring people from outside in. In addition, I do feel that there's a bit of a loyalty and a, um, hi y'all, you moved out of San Francisco. There is San Francisco Bay Area. And when you look at tech companies and investments that have been made in the Bay Area, film festivals, Earth Mama, blind spotting, they are ba matrix resurrections. The filmmaking industry is not just looking at San Francisco, but it is San Francisco and how we are a door opener, a connector to the rest of the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's something about like not poo-pooing the fact that people have left, but almost embracing it, 
right? Like, how do we bring people back? Um, mm -hmm. And what is our lane? And our lane is independent film storytelling that is truly homegrown. It may start in San Francisco, it may not, but I do feel like there is something that is Bay Area based that needs to be paid attention to because I also know the people who come to our training program to be filmmakers, they are not all based in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. However, would they love to make a film here? Absolutely, mm -hmm. right? So it's complex. Um, I just want to name that because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's often forgotten and it's sexier to think about going outside in. I'm not diluting that. I think there's a place for that, but I also think there's some low-hanging fruit with people who are local who already have a loyalty and a, um, you know, a deep connection to San Francisco that we need to think about. Um, last thought on the lane and also South by Southwest. Um, you know, South by Southwest, I got to speak several times at South by Southwest, not just on, on the filmmaking part, but the connection to educators mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. ecosystem that helps to bring film to, to bear. So I do think there's a connection between, um, and, and not only did I do that myself, but the big sponsors are also here, Autodesk, Adobe, mm -hmm. right? When you mm -hmm. think about the tech companies, yeah, right? The mm -hmm. tech companies, they have commercial work that needs space. Um, and corporate companies have commercial work. I know we're talking about Hollywood and independent film, but there's a connection also through South by Southwest where they, there's professional development, there's investment in education and the next generation and diversity. All those things everybody's interested in. If San Francisco becomes the banner place to be the vessel of that yeah. as part of our economic recovery, and guess what? You listed all of them. They're in the nine strategies. But mm -hmm. I do think there's a there, right? Because it's already in our lane. Yeah. We need to amplify that. Yeah. And in the world of VX, yeah. AR, yeah. EX, we're here. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there is so much here. So I just feel like it's something about connecting the dots. I definitely would welcome more conversation. Obviously, we have spent a lot of time on this. Skimming the surface. But I do feel like there's a lot of um, great thinking and assets here and connections. And there's something deeper. I'm ready to roll up my sleeves, have been. Like, what can we truly do together to honor what your role is, but also to get the kind of resources that we need to move this forward? Um, because I just wanted to kind of tie a bow around that. Um, <laughs> Because I think this is all related, and I could see all the parts of the equation. So to the extent you've got a web in your mind, I've got one too, right? And I think we do, if this conversation stirred anything. I mean, well, a couple of things. One, I appreciate that you said y'all as you were talking about South Southwest. <laughs> that was like bringing a little bit of South by Southwest here. And, um, and I really, but in seriousness, I really also appreciate the, your point about homegrown because I think that like importing something I, I think that the struggle with recovery right now really really candidly is that everybody is looking for like the thing yep. that's gonna save us yep. now yep and um, and that's just that's not ever gonna materialize and so I think one one of our partners uh, referred to this roadmap as the silver buckshot that was going to save San Francisco as opposed to the silver bullet because it is going to need to be a lot of things that work interconnectedly because if we if we do not bring back industry, it is going to be very hard to turn 
I think, I mean, right now we're at a 26% vacancy rate, like a full quarter of the office space in San Francisco into something else. Like that's just, that will take decades. Yes. And so, I mean, multiple decades. And, and so we need to fill up office with office. And simultaneously, in order to do that, we need to make people feel comfortable in the city and, and walking through any part of our city. And that is going to bring truth, like all of it is interconnected. Yes. And so I do, um, but, but, but there is this urge to find something big mm -hmm. that's going to be immediate. And I just don't think that that is the way that anything successful has been proven. Like we always, the model is you start small and you start with what you have as your competitive your advantage yep. and your strengths. And that is almost always already there. Yes. Yeah. And then you build it into something big. Yes. And that I think, um, and I think that that's where the intersection point is because I have this, I have this very big web in my mind, uh, but I, but you have the depth of, you know, of your specific <coughs> field and what you can bring so that we can find the intersection point between our, our mutual different but hopefully complementary webs. And that is what I think where I would like to continue the conversation and yeah. Um, yeah. on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Okay. And I just want to say my closing thought is I just want to thank Kat because um, for all your leadership on this, you have had to shoulder what is, you know, answer the question, how to, you know, right? What is their economic recovery look like? And so it's been, um, I really appreciate you've been an incredible thought partner and, um, and has really been open to all the ideas and um, initiatives. So, um, you know, just know that I really appreciate the place and what you bring to the table and our continued work together. So it's, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes, appreciate you. Um, and, and economic recovery is actually one of our priority areas, so um, we will have more discussions, and that's later, but please thank you for being here. Um, I do want to invite any public comment on Kat Daniels' presentation. Um, so if you are sitting in the audience and wish to come up, um, please fill out a speaker card, and if you're online, please dial star three, and you could be put into the queue. I don't see public comment nor in the room or virtually. Okay, thank you so much. Public uh, comments is now closed for this item. Um, this was a discussion, so no need for a vote. Um, would you call the next item, Zafania? That would be item four, the president's report. Thank you so much. Um, well, we got to do a quick welcome to uh, Commissioner Jesse Menard. Welcome, so we'll do another quick official. Um, it's great to have you on the commission. And a little bit about Jesse and please, Min Min Minardi. Yes, okay. Um, you are uh, a founder of your law firm, it sounds like, and also an attorney uh, with over 15 years of political law, sounds like, yes, um, in both public and private sector. Um, you're an adjunct pr um, professor at US Hastings and USF Law School. Um, and you also have served on commission, actually, as a deputy director of the San Francisco Ethics Commission. 
Um, so that is also awesome that you're bringing commissioner experience. So welcome, welcome. And I think, um, uh, I know you, we made a connection that you have also been a leadership San Francisco alum. So that is also awesome for all you LSFers out there. Um, but thank you for bringing your expertise and just your interest. I wanna give you a moment to say any words or maybe your favorite San Francisco film because we had a chance to say that as commissioners. So um, welcome, Jesse. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, really happy to be here. I uh, had a uh, great opportunity to speak with the executive director about two weeks ago. Put your mic uh, on, Jesse, just in case. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm not speak talking about Speak into your enough. mic. Um, had a great uh, conversation with Moni about two weeks ago, and it was really, um, I'm, I'm very excited to be here, excited about her vision. And um, as you mentioned, I am a lawyer, uh, not a filmmaker, but I, I do hope to bring a lot of excitement, um, enthusiasm, and dedication to being an asset here for the commission for uh, Film SF. Um, I would have to say Mrs. Doubtfire is probably my favorite. So thank you for welcoming me. Thank you, okay, awesome. Um, so um, we'll get the chance to work with Jesse. If you haven't introduced yourself, please do, commissioners and members of the public. Um, thank you so much. Okay, a couple of other items under the president report. Um, I'd like to just walk through our upcoming commission meetings um, and introduce the retreat back into our fold. Um, so as we go, we are in April, in May. I'm thank you um, and I'm, I'm appreciating Commissioner Steiker um, to be chair uh, since I will be traveling in May. Um, thank you commissioners for June. We have officially um, rescheduled that meeting to June 30th um, from 10 to 12. It's a Friday. Um, that's also partly because uh, Manijay is gonna be traveling. So thank you for um, making that adjustment. Um, we know this is difficult, and Zafania, thank you for all the doodle pulling and um, getting us together. Um, as we go month by month, and I know this was really helpful to me, I've been on the commission for a long time, um, but as you can see, this is now not just we have a monthly meeting. There's some bigger initiatives that we need to talk through. Um, so as a result, um, back in the day when I was just serving as president and uh, Commissioner Steiker was coming in as vice president, as a dynamic duo, we were like, these commission meetings are not really the most productive way to dig more deeply into figuring some things out, thus like creating a work plan. We just had this robust discussion, but what are our to-do items? Like, what does that look like over the course of a year, which goes by really quickly? Um, so what we'd like to bring back is the retreat idea. We successfully were able to run that a couple of years in a row. We were able to get commissioners both educated and aware more, th more thoroughly. We'll pick a couple of items and this will be based on your input as well. We'd like to schedule something like that in the fall. Um, it does take preparation. Uh, our attorney, Lauren Curry, is here too. It's also just like making sure we make the minutes um, and just the uh, uh, ability for where public comes in, et cetera. So we do, some, do have some homework on there. Um, so I wanted to plant that seed and welcome any conversation around what a full day commitment would look like, the priorities that we should really dig into, um, and the idea, the goal would be A, to um, bring us together and dedicate some time and space to dive more deeply, create a work plan around the next year, 
and to get to know each other better, because it's always good to do that um, as a working commission. Um, that said, so please think about that. Definitely welcome your thoughts on it. Um, also, it would be great uh, to think about uh, a location. In the past, we've been um, honored to have the opportunity to do the retreat at 11, uh, the ad agency um, we both have a connection to, but Matt, you brought that to the table. So if there is a location that is available offsite, it is also nice to perhaps see a location downtown um, that could also help us uh, live this priority uh, and think about that. So much to plan, uh, much to look forward to, but I want to mention it and welcome your input. Um, we could do that at Commissioner. Um, actually, why don't I take a moment? Uh, any thoughts about that right now, Commissioners? Um, Question. Yes, go it, for it. It'd be like a one day sort one of One day during the day, in usually. In addition to our monthly, right? Or, or could we have it on the same day as a exactly. Monday? Exactly. We have and done it. it. Exactly. We've done it as a substitute. So, a subs okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. okay. Yeah. Great. So we, we usually have like a public, like whatever the meeting portion is, and then okay. set aside uh, some time to like dig deeper into a priority area. Very nice. Any other thoughts? Yeah, go ahead, Commissioner Beaumont. Oh. Can we do film mixers instead? <laughs> uh, film mixers are coming back, yes, so not necessarily instead, Commissioner. In yes, right? in addition. Instead. Um, <laughs> no, I just wonder. <laughs> it's mandatory for all commissioners, so it's really like a date specific where everybody can, right? It's a, uh, yeah. It's kind of a daunting task to get everybody on the same page. Right? Absolutely. We could do it today, maybe. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we could do it today, but this is almost turning into a retreat. No, we're digging in. Yeah. But this wasn't planned. Like, I do think when we plan it, it's like you know what's going to be on the agenda and also come more prepared, right? So it's just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, there could be plenty of warning. Plenty of Yes. Warnings. I, he's looking at me like I, I could see mixer oh, oh, in his oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, exactly. I hate retreats. It's easy. Not the ones. We can incorporate some fun elements. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see. Obviously, we meet together somewhere. We we write things out. We hash things out. Have a game plan. But then we get outside the box, maybe, and let's see some film sites. Let's let's walk around. Let's inhale this. You know, San Francisco backdrop we have. Maybe have a little film screening at the end. Maybe there's a, a new screen. I, I could, if we time it right, I can maybe help with also creating the, the fun elements to it so it does go by quick and also it moves and breathes. Thank you very much. But yeah, let's do it. And it'll be film related, of course. It'll be film so related. Inspired. Of course. I want to honor with uh, Lauren Curry here. It's like, okay, what elements need to be public and all that stuff. So we do, we do need to figure that out. But love the enthusiasm and the fun factor, Commissioner Finn. Wait, they're all Fs, Franco Finn, fun. Okay, thank you so much. Woo! And film. Okay, wait. Mm, okay, no, all good. Uh, any other comments on that? And you know what? I feel like I took the breath out of the welcome on Commissioner Minardi, too. I kind of steamed ahead, but any commissioners? He's like, no, okay. Okay, we'll do it privately. All right. Moving forward, um, uh, if we're good on that. Parking. Parking. We'll figure out parking <laughs> that you have to pay for by yourself, right, basically. Okay, moving forward. Oh, thank you, Tony. 
Um, okay. Uh, the discussion about key priorities and the focus on economic recovery, I just wanted to um, connect the dots. We just heard a pretty in-depth conversation and presentation. We, we've had the conversation together, but with Kat Daniels, to see what the city level um, of economic recovery means. Um, I just want to point out, and thank you, Ish, you, you see on the screen already, um, these are the five key priority areas that we've been talking about this year. Some of you just joining, some of you joining us recently. We've asked everybody to take a look at these, and as you can see, uh, one of the key priority areas, number three, um, in addition to attract productions to shoot here, number two, um, but that's around the soundstage. Uh, number three is partner with SF Film and Media Industry to support the city's economic recovery. Um, so far, as we've been talking about this, I know Commissioner Finn, Commissioner Chang, Commissioner Tyler, you've all already stepped in and said, this is an area I'm very, very excited about, including myself, um, Commissioner uh, Tony, Commissioner Tony, I'm calling you by your first name. Um, yes, so you could see on the map, and who do we have on the bottom? I don't see the whole screen, sorry. John, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Commissioner Rubin, thank you so much. Yeah, so there's several of you that have already talked about um, being interested in working on this key priority. Um, so I just wanted to um, kind of, you know, connect the dots. We got a really wonderful overview from the city. We also wanted to dig deeply on this. And if you go to the next slide, um, Ish, do you have the, within the economic recovery? Yes, so if you take a look at that, um, let's just take a look and refresh our memory, right? Because this is connecting the dots with what uh, Kat was presenting. Uh, increase filming in downtown, support film activations, screening, and events in downtown and beyond. Develop a strategy to grow film media businesses in downtown. Conduct landscape analysis of SF film and media ecosystem. Work with stakeholders to conduct listening sessions and research best practices to increase production activity, including attendance at theaters and film festivals, and then identify funding and collaboration opportunities. So I wanted to point this out, and maybe as we drill down on these priorities that we've already talked about, and these ideas within economic recovery, wanna take a moment, open it up for um, commissioner comment, and also just bring to light, I know, you know we just went through the budgeting process and Manije was also pointing out some of those enhancements that are related to some adjacent priorities around branding and marketing that are also related to this economic recovery and uh, as well as building the infrastructure that is needed with the Film SF office and team. So this is all intersecting. I just wanna point that out. Um, I know it's a lot to absorb, um, but I wanna take a moment and just tie this together. So if this is an area of interest, or even if it isn't, as you look at these items that we said we would really start to work on, I wanna pause, see if there's anything else that comes up as far as ideas, but this is also homework that you should be staring at these because now we've got more of the city context, we've got some um, uh, you know, priorities within priorities, like these are some strategies, ideas for us, to develop and this is exactly the kind of work planning that we need to be doing. Um, of course, as a commission, these monthly meetings are great places to have discussions about this 
openly, invite the public, invite speakers. So this is a place just as we had Kat. Um, if it stirs up any folks that are within your network that you think can also educate us, give us more data, right? Please invite them to the commission meetings. This is a good place to be learning more and having more conversations with stakeholders. Um, also, I think the other thing that got brought up and y'all raised, right, y'all, um, is what other cities are doing what, right? Mm -hmm. We also did an analysis of how other film commissioners, uh, film commissions have been working. So if you are also interested in um, looking at best case scenarios, what have other places done or what are other models that we could learn from, that's something to just tap into um, and invite that again for discussion here. Um, I will pause for commissioner comments. Any questions that come up, any other ideas, you could put yourself in the queue and I'll call on you. Um, thank you, Commissioner Chang. Why don't you go first? Um, on the last bullet, uh, identify uh, funding and collaboration opportunities. Can we, um, I know we used to have some other, like the friends of entities and whatever else. Um, since the city's uh, uh, rules and guidelines might have changed over time, can we kind of have a summary in the next meeting as to what are the what are the guidelines in terms of funding and collaborations? Mm. Um, as we were trying to be, of course, we all uh, keep our fingers crossed for the enhancements, budget enhancements, but you know, uh, but we do need to, we, but we can continue to, like we need, I feel like we need to continue to work on it and you know, strengthen our, ourselves. And <laughs> so I just want to know what are the boundaries, what we can and cannot do. Thank you. Yeah. Good question. So it would be great if you can get a, a summary of source from the guided by the city attorneys uh, in this area so we can keep get hit it rolling. Yeah. Thanks. Commissioner Finn. Uh, you mentioned um, inviting folks to, to like the next meeting. Uh, which one was the uh, the plan month for like uh, we wanted to invite like I think maybe like hotel council, SF travel. Yes. June 30th. So we have a Okay. They're not confirmed yet, but we just got that date, so I've floated that to so Joe. So the next one, okay. Yeah, yeah. so Thank not you. May, but June. Um, we still have, um, we don't have something for May, so I know we talked um, about hotel council, so we can decide if if we want that part of the SF travel meeting in June or think about who else could, you know, we have somebody else that's May, and if maybe Alex wants to come, uh, we can do some thinking on that, you know, um, maybe that part yeah, of the conversation. My recommendation on that would be that we combine those since they're going to be virtually identical. They're going to really tell a complementary okay. story. Because right I was just thinking that maybe one of the things that we could drill down more specifically here is it was interesting to hear you talk about the fact that there have not been car commercials here in over a year. And while I don't recall, with the exception maybe of Ford, if any car accounts are held by San Francisco agencies, I think Ford may still be with, could be. I'm not sure, um, but we can find that out. Um, but certainly, so outreach to those agencies would be really interesting, and I can certainly take that on as a possibility just to say, hey, is there any reason why you're not? But also San Francisco agencies, and maybe have a couple of the executive producers from some San Francisco agencies talk about what does it take for them to make a decision to shoot here versus shooting in LA or, or somewhere else? That's a great idea. Other, 
Um, okay, so um, Commissioner Finn, just want to make sure that was your full thought. Okay, thank you. Next up is Commissioner Steiker. Just did mine. That was it? That was okay. it. Okay, great. Any other, Commissioner Chegg, coming back. I was just looking at the second to the last bullet now. <laughs> <laughs> just going in reverse order. Um, work with stakeholders, uh, increase production activities, including attendance and theaters and film festivals. I'm just thinking that over the years, we have supported Frame Line, we have supported Camp Fest, we still are, uh, and other film festivals, uh, whether we support them financially or, or just promoting them. I think it might be good to have one meeting to invite these festivals representatives to come and, and, and share with us ideas about how we can collaborate more. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and all these film festivals, they do showcase films that are, uh, that are made by local filmmakers. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, so they In do, there's yeah. a lot of intersections, like you said, so yeah. uh, maybe they can address, we can give them a couple, two, three specific questions to address. To address, yeah. yes. And we I think it'd be great to have a, a session with the film festivals. Yeah, thank you, Commissioner Chang. And we're actively talking since they also have um, created a collaborative um, and yeah. of course, uh, Commissioner Song, you helped out with the PR along, Matt, I forget if you did, but um, for Sundance, when they went to Sundance and we also did, you know, San Francisco at Sundance kind of thing. So um, yes, that's happening. I do feel like that is a great partnership that has developed this year. Um, any other commissioner comment on this item? Yes, go ahead, Commissioner yes. Beaumont. In the commercial world, um, you know, it might make sense to meet up with like the location scouts because mm -hmm. they're the ones that show where to shoot. And I, because I know they've been shooting in Oakland and stuff. Cause mm. Like, like shooting in North Beach is real hard with all the, uh, I'll call them shanty shacks out there, right? So it makes it real hard to get that mm -hmm. that look and stuff like that. And it's, but maybe we can work with those people to kind of get them to come back. Thank you. I just have one last. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't be so, sorry, um, Commissioner. Chen. So uh, it sounds like we have uh, there are a lot of listenings to do. I think it'd be great if we can time these listening sessions or inviting sp speakers for different specific topics to to come to share with us uh, to time our retreat after, because I think no sense to run to a particular month. Uh, without being armed with more information. I think we will all benefit in our retreat if we have had a number of these key listening sessions or having the speakers here so we can reflect and work with the information that we will receive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I think, I mean, I, fall is fine, but I'm just saying that maybe when you work with staff on, on scheduling, maybe we can look at, you know, what should come first so that when we eventually have that magic retreat day, we, we are more informed with the various data that we might want to talk about. Yep. So I, I mean, I'm just saying fall or not, or, or later in the fall is, I don't think that one or two months make any that difference. But if we can have more information that we, you know, you think that is strategically good for us to know for the retreat, then, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think you're pointing out a couple of things, which is one, maximizing our time through this meeting as a, li as a way to learn, to be able to communicate and converse with each other. This is, again, wonderful uh, given our second um, in-person. I feel like we're having more robust conversations. Um, but there's also 
your work off the meetings, right? Like, what are you learning? What can you bring to the table? What are some of those topics? So I definitely want to invite that conversation. And I know, Manuje, you're helping to, you know, um, be the vessel to, like, bring that information to light. And yes, we will plan ahead. Um, so thank you. Any other commissioner comment on this item? Okay, thank you. Then I'm going to invite public comment on this item. Uh, if you're in the audience and wish to speak, you could put together a speaker's card. I'm saying that right, right? Um, and if you're online, please dial star three and you will be added to the queue. There's no public comment. Okay, thank you so much. The public comment on this item is closed. Let's move on to the next item, number five. Number five would be Film SF staff report. Take it away. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, thank you uh, for um, yeah sitting with this wonderful meeting so far. And we have um, just about 15 minutes left, so I'm going to probably speak quickly through some of my things, so bear with me. And I want to thank the team for preparing today's meeting and all the work getting us here today, so thank you. Uh, just to clarify, last time on the quorum, um, talking about quorum for in-person meetings, I, I, I know there was some conversation about when we adjourn, and so I just wanted to clarify, and Lauren's here too, so I'm going to sort of re reiterate some new information that I learned. So we do not need to vote on adjournment, and we do not need to take public comment on adjournment, so we can simply just adjourn the meeting, right? So if we lose quorum during the meeting, the secretary or the president is going to announce that. We no longer have quorum, so there is no longer an official meeting, and the body can't take any action, but we can, members of the public can stay um, and discuss any topics. So I'm just saying that we can we can continue having a meeting. It won't be an official meeting. So you all had brought some of that up. So I'm just we've I've learned some information. I want to share that with you so it, we can all be on the same page. So thank you. Um, quick, so there's been a lot question, of quick question. Does that does it does it remain recorded? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. We don't it's no longer official. No longer recorded. Okay. So you could actually stop recording. I announced there's no quorum and this is no longer an official meeting. Okay, great, thank you. Can, can I ask a quick question yes. on that? Yes, yes. So, when, so <clears throat> when someone adjourns, right, there's no vote on it. What if, so if some one person says, hey, we adjourn, it's over. When the Stop. president says, oh, hello. <laughs> well, all right, all right, we'll run with that. <laughs> We're adjourned. I feel like yeah. I'm at home. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Commissioner Beaumont, we're adjourned. You're done. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> it, let's just say we're in a discussion, right? She doesn't like the way it's going. She just calls adjournment. It's like, what the heck, right? It seems like you'd have to vote on it. Maybe everybody wants to hear about it's it. It's only when the quorum drops. It's only, yes. It's when quorum drops, and it's no longer an official meeting. And yeah. But you're right, the last item on every agenda is adjournment, mm -hmm. and now we don't require a commissioner report or um, a public comment. You don't have to work, okay. Yeah, I know, who's gonna work? But what if we disagree with the adjournment is what I'm getting at. Uh, obviously, I'm a union guy that runs union. Totally. And it's, uh, 
Just well, well, Pilgrim. Usually we're trying to get to our union break, Jim, so we want to adjourn. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Boma, it sounds like we would. Robert's Rules of Order is what I can Yes, we would need to create, and thank you for always thinking about that. Yeah. Right. We would. There we go. So we may we bring that up for future conversation. Correct. Right? Because it's not an action item on this agenda right now. I had asked that any action items be dealt with at the front of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And the response to that was we need a quorum to adjourn. Therefore, it doesn't matter. The answer, however, is that we can move on the action items at the front end of the meeting when we have a quorum, should such that we don't have a quorum. It doesn't affect our ability to act on action items if we act on the action items at the front of the yeah. meeting. That was the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Right. And um, be that 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 w should work. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting here for eternity uh, if we don't deal with all the action items up front. So, so as far as as far as adjourning concerns, we're, we're actually not tied to our chairs. We can actually leave. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I suppose to the broader point that you make. Yes, there is no reason technically we couldn't move some of those issues in front if we if we uh, if we require a quorum. The, the challenge for me, and, and correct me here if I'm wrong, staff, is that we have to issue the agenda publicly for a certain number of days beforehand. And we don't necessarily know when we're doing that if we're going to have quorum or not. We don't necessarily know at that point how many people will be there or not. Then if, yeah. if ever you're going to have a quorum. Yeah. Yeah. And Yes. Yes, and that's generally what we're doing. And we'll make that a best practice for sure. Yeah. Yes, and with Thank all you. respect, honoring everybody's time, we are like the these meetings have allocated two to four, mm -hmm. and appreciate um, we have full agendas now, and being in person, we also have a full discussion. Yep. Um, so I do appreciate, with all respect, um, we all have our other lives, um, but to the extent this is once a month, and you could allocate this time. Allocate the full time, make yourself present, do your homework, come, please arrive on time. We start on time, we end as close to on time as possible or early. If there are no agenda items, I am all for mm -hmm. doing that and respecting everybody's yeah. time yeah. and making these pull, you know, full meetings um, because it takes a lot of effort to be here. Um, I, I want to acknowledge that and for the prep work that Zephania and Ish do beyond the everyday work that yeah. you have to do. Yeah. So yeah. just want to acknowledge and respect yeah. everybody's uh, labor in this. Yep. Okay. So um, I'll continue Sorry on. for the interruption. Oh, no, that's But this okay. was important. Yeah, okay, no, thanks. thanks for adding that. And I'll, I'll say that especially I knew Kat's presentation was going to be robust and we were going to have a lot of, that was going to take up a lot of time, which that was planned. So, um, and no when we have a presentation, we'd want to have a lot of conversation. And so in my thinking, I know there may have been precedent of, folks, we would have fast commission meetings. And and again, I want, we will make, we're planning, including the vice president, president planning um, commission meetings that will be a good use of everyone's time. So Thank that you. if it is two hours, I hope that it's, you found it engaging and useful. 
Yeah. So moving on, because I'm going to talk about these um, first, and maybe these will turn more into thank yous as I won't re rehash stuff. So uh, last was, gosh, team, was it two weeks ago? We had the Essential SF. We were honored at um, with SF Film. The team came, uh, which was incredible, and I want to thank Commissioner Tyler and Commissioner Chang for attending. There was a beautiful event recognizing Bay Area um, people and organizations that are vital to the industry. So the Castro Conservancy was another honoree with um, Osley Brown, Jesse Dubis, Film SF, yay, and the Chronicle writer um, G. Allen Johnson. I also, um, we had a really great meeting with Ninth Street Media Organizations and Supervisor Dorsey. And this was, again, I had talked to you previously about this, but, um, you know, we're unique in this sort of unofficial media district that we have on Ninth Street, where we have under Ninth Street Independent Film Center, there's BAVAC, there's, were you adding it? I love it. Um, BAVAC, Frameline, Jewish Film Institute, um, the Film Collective, uh, CAM. Yeah. Um, and then a couple blocks down, we've got SF Film just moved in. Around the corner from that is um, ITVS, Independent Television Service, that curates um, independent lens on PBS. Um, you know, and they're a huge advocate for documentary filmmaking um, nationally. So these are organizations that have, that are homes in San Francisco and that have national, international reach, which is incredible. And Dolby couldn't make it, but they're also part of this incredible corridor. So it was an opportunity for Supervisor Dorsey to know this incredible asset in his in his district and community, and to start the conversations around uh, how we as a city can support this um, this idea of an unofficial district, turn official district, but what these organizations. Um, needs are, how, again, a city can support, so, and then he got to tour the facility at Knight Street Independent Film Center, and I want to thank um, Commissioner Delorio for also participating and attending the meeting and the tour and being in conversation and community with us. Um, we are having an, a follow-up meeting, so this was it's great, and Supervisor, um, Legislative Aide Brian Dahl and um, Chief of Staff Sunny Angulo from President Board Peskin's office was there as well, and we are going to be part of ongoing conversations with this community around what, what are our next steps and how can we continue. So I just appreciate Supervisor Dorsey's office of wanting to like help facilitate this ongoing dialogue in partnership with us, and they're really invested in this in this industry and community. So thank um, thank Supervisor for that. SF Film Festival just closed last night, and I just have to say it was incredible. There was so many events happening, so much um, Bay Area film representation at the festival. Uh, they were housed at CGV Van Ness. I'd love for them later as to maybe I'll pull up some report because I, I feel like so many of the films were at Rush or sold out. There was incredible attendance. Um, Ish and I participated in industry days that happened the first weekend of the festival, which they, um, SF Film curated uh, opportunities for filmmakers and roundtables. So we each were, I went on a Saturday, Ish was on a Sunday, met with filmmakers that had questions about working in San Francisco, um, just advice, um, sort of, you know, some insight. Process. What, uh, oh, the permit process and just sort of like good practice with film. So, um, and a lot of interest in our rebate and, you know, um, answer all questions, but try my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank Commissioner Tyler for attending opening night. 
um, the mayor gave um, opening remarks at the documentary um, for the documentary uh, rally, which had its world premiere on Friday. Um, documentary about Rose Pack. So um, I want to thank Commissioner Chang and Commissioner Tyler for attending the screening. Um, and again, there were just so many filmmaker events. Um, we attended, Zafania and I attended one on Saturday night that was around the corner from CVGVNS, Edinburgh Pub, right? Edinburgh Castle, Castle, Edinburgh Castle Pub, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, which was incredible. So I just, like, I, I, and Ish went to another one on Wednesday night. So there was a lot of where the film, Bay Area filmmaking community was coming out strong, and it was just incredible. Um, Couple more quick things. Commissioner Finn organized a site visit with producer Rome Reyes um, of a production studio in Berkeley called Ciel. Uh, it's a credible space with like 10 stages and around the corner is Ranahan Production Services, which you all may know of, which is um, Tim Ranahan has started this business over, gosh, I think 20 years ago. I've got to figure out. And um, and so if you wanted to quickly say anything to that, but it was just incredible. It was, you know, it's um, the, and it's been about a couple years, I think, that they've had this space. It's definitely geared for um, commercial production activity. Also, Bay Cat, and um, we talked to the um, co-founder who had said, Bay, you know, they, they um, work with Bay Cat interns. Yep. I saw Trent was there, who now works there mm -hmm. part-time. And then another location manager was working on a commercial shoot that I met there. So it was just, again, to see our community working, what an incredible space that they have. Again, she would, when she was developing spaces, looking for places in San Francisco and, and around that she can create. So I definitely think there's interest in um bringing them to the conversations, re-bringing them back it, to the conversation around San Francisco space. It's a modular it's space, so you can literally do any, everything from film, uh, you know, shoots, uh, video, print. Um, I, I, I was a talent on a couple productions there, and that's, it kind of rung, rung a bell, so put two two together. It's a great space in Berkeley, huge warehouse. Um, but what, what I really enjoyed about meeting with the owners and the people there is they're all about the Bay Area kind of, putting films and productions on the map, not just like, you know, we're in this city, you're in that city. Like, together, this is good for our industry to make yeah. the Bay Area attractive. I mean, they're they're close to Pixar, which is right there. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, we... If, you, if we breathe this together and, and, and kind of promote the film and, and productions as a whole in the Bay Area, we have nine counties to choose from. It's great. I mean, obviously, San Francisco is where our heart and passion is, but it just helps us in the yeah. long run yeah. when we have partners and yeah. folks like to that. To be able to uplift the entire community. Yeah. And, and learn from, too. We're, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. There was just a, a sense of together, like yeah. we're doing this for, for the Bay Area. Yeah. So, very um, nice. Thanks. Uh, I met with Colleen Bell, the executive director of the San Francisco Film, excuse me, <laughs> not the San Francisco, that's me, the California Film Commission <laughs> on <laughs> Friday, uh, who happened to be in town, and that was a really great conversation and meeting. It was, um, again, talking a little bit about what they're on the state level, the kind of challenges around the state tax credit, and again, it's part of the governor's budget and getting support and it's um, being so essential to our industry and I kind of amplified that as far as the larger productions won't base in San Francisco if they don't have that state tax credit and so again we're thankful that the Thomas Crown Affair got the state tax credit um, also 
uh, talked to her about Soundstage and, um, and helping us make some connections and how the state can support and our efforts in building a Soundstage. So we're gonna be following up about that. So um, again, just building the relationship and, and, um, and, and that connection and her saying how important and talking about our work, I've been talking about our work and what we're doing as a, as a city and an area and a region and how important it is. So um, making sure that that's really on the forefront of her as well. Um, so a um, couple of, um, additional thoughts. Wednesday, I, I've emailed you about a, um, a site visit we're doing on port property. If you all can come, uh, it's Wednesday at 10 a.m. We're gonna be visiting a couple of spaces that could be, again, potential soundstage development, which we're looking at Pier 60, some area near Pier 68 some uh, Pier 80 and some land near Pier 96. And so I'm bringing together a, a group that had come on the previous site visits, but again, I had invited commissioners. I think um, Commissioner Minardi is gonna join. So if there's any commissioners that can make it Wednesday at 10, please let me know. Um, just to you know, you know, upcoming productions, uh, you know, the possible, the writer strike is impacting, I think, um, production larger productions on what is happening um, on the horizon. So we, we still don't have some dates of the larger productions and what that looks like. Um, when I talked to also the California Film Commission, there's definitely that sense in LA of just, there's this kind of pause on some major productions. And I don't know again if, if Jim and Tony of what you're hearing on the union side is the same. Uh, but what we do know is that there's at least three indie projects set for this summer, which is exciting. So. Um, and they will use our rebate, so we're, we're starting with conversations with them, you know, and again, um, with some of the indie projects, we're still, it, you know, they're still working out some of their crew and who's going to be on to know what, what, you know, get confirmed those dates, but at least I know that's on the horizon, so that will be um, important, and they're local projects, which is great. Um, a, an update about the Film Space Grant RFP. It's gonna be released this Friday, our proposal. So there is a new timeline. Commissioners Delorio and Commissioner Finn and Commissioner Tyler had said they were open to reviewing them. The dates now are May between May 22nd and 26th because the timeline got pushed because the RFP didn't get, won't be ready when we originally thought. So if, if that presents any challenge for you three, well, I know, Commissioner Tyler talked to, but let me know. I may need another commissioner um, available if, for one reason, if there's a conflict of interest and or if a commissioner is not available. Is there anybody here that would like to be a reviewer and review those proposals? The, you'd have to be available between May 22nd and 26th, and those uh, commissioners that are gonna meet will have to um, we'll find a, a mutual time that agrees to review the grant proposals. So it'll be based on the schedule. But if you're not available that week or on vacation, then it wouldn't work. Okay. But so one day doesn't matter as long as we, the th we yeah. have those five day, five day gap yeah. to all get, yeah. Yeah, figure yeah. out. I think there's some thinking. Is there some thinking going on? Okay, keep thinking and then let me know. Um, so our annual report is done, and it's gonna be released mid-May, and I wanna thank Commissioner um, Song, who's helping work with um, our um, communications director on press around this. So Commissioner Song is gonna create a press release and help get some amplification around 
all the incredible work that we did last year and tie it into like what's on the horizon, right? What's our vision and what we're planning to do and our position with economic recovery, right? Um, and how essential it is. So I want to thank Billy and Matt and Jack for all their work to get us to this final place of presenting this. So thank you, thank you. Again, when I send it to you via email, I will send you instructions about share it with your friends, your colleagues, any important stakeholders that need to know about the work we're doing. Please, and that will be happening in the next couple weeks. We're having some follow-up soon and we have a timeline we're working on. So thanks, Jack, for all that. Uh, and now, quickly, we'll just move it over to Ish to talk about production stats and spotlight. I guess for production stats, we can um, and I'll go with uh, March 27th to the 23rd, so the number of productions this year are 20, with a number of shoot days mm. are 34, with an estimated production spend of $1.72 uh, Compared to last year, we had 22 productions, 37 shoot days, and $1.68 million. Uh, spend in San Francisco, so uh, we're going back up. Um, so that's good news compared to February. So, you know, rain must have done something. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, um, as in for the produ production spotlight, I worked in early March with um, SF uh, Police Officers Association with um, PSAs. You may have seen it on television, you may not have. They had, um, you know, SFPD go around downtown. Um, doing promo shots, so I'll, uh, do we have time to share the video, or do you want, or table it? Okay, got it. Okay, so one second. Can we get the sound to work this time? Uh, let's see. Oh, what a beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. Is it coming? Okay. I think we'll just table it. Yeah, yeah. let's table it. On TV quite a bit, yeah. actually. I have not, yeah. I have not, I have not seen it. Yeah. Huge buy. Yeah. Can you send us the link in I interest do of have time? the links in the, in the oh, um, it's in the minutes. Okay. okay. So it'll be, it'll be sent out. Thank you so Thanks, much, Ish. commissioners. Thank you, Ish. Appreciate it. All right. So, commissioners, if you haven't seen it, you could take a look through the link um, in the minutes, in the meeting notes. Agenda. Yeah, we'll export the our PowerPoint. So we planned, <laughs> and yes, okay. Thank you. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, yeah. uh, Team F, Film SF. Thank you. Um, I want to just shine a light back uh, to you, Manijay, because I know everything that you reported on, you've been holding. Um, all the coordination, the annual report. I mean, as much as I know we get to help you, but you're holding the foundation of that um, together with the team. Thank you so much um, for doing all that you do. So thank you. Um, okay, love the relationships. Oh, and just want to point out um, CL Studios for sure. They actually just hired one of our intern grads, Amber Valentine. So we have like Amber Valentine and there was also Marion McCollum who was part of CL. So there's like a whole generations who are now in industry. Like, so it's amazing. So thank you. I'm glad you had that connection, um, Commissioner Finn. So I appreciate that.
Okay, any public um, comment on the item right before? So um, this is the Film SF staff report. Um, any public comment, please dial star three if you're online or you could submit a speaker card. I'm not seeing any public comment. Thank you, so public comment on that item is closed. Moving on to item number six. That would be item six, announcements and resource sharing. Thank you, so just a moment, any general commissioner comment for this item? Commissioner Beaumont, go for it. Just, just real quick, um, in the beginning of the meeting, a lot of you didn't know about the app, um, <coughs> SF311. So it's a pretty good app, anytime you see any waste on a sidewalk, garbage anywhere, anything, some, someone needing assistance or anything, if you go right on that app, right, the city has hit squads that go out there immediately. They, uh, they let you know when it's been cleaned up or <laughs> things that are happening in the community. Should we make them pull out their phones and download it right now? Mm -hmm. But uh, if we don't all work together on this to get the city back, That's you know, clean, yeah. right, we all need to be on the same page. And uh, I just want to put that out Thanks, there. Jim. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I didn't know about that. It's I'm great definitely to know that. that we could act as citizens, mm -hmm. too. So great. Um, any other commissioner comments? Yes, Commissioner Sharing. Chang. Announcement. Yes, right. yes, please. So um, the, uh, coming up the month of May is celebrated at Asian American and Pacific Islanders Heritage Month. Uh, I am I'm pretty sure the mayor's office will be sending out an invitation for uh, an event with the mayor on May 3rd. I hope it's a free public e event at the Herbs Theater and City Hall and hope uh, you will take a look at it if you can uh, join us. Uh, and I know that we also support Camp Fest, which is opening May 11th. Uh, um, are you speaking sometime, Manishé, or are you going to be there? Yes, thanks for reminding me that was on my list that I, or I, I forgot to put on my list of things. So yes, we are supporting the festival and there will be an event that, a filmmaker brunch, which I think I talked to you about this, Claudine, because I won't be able to be there on, it's on Mother's Day. So um, I would love to see if a commissioner, which I think you may be going already, and so a commissioner that can speak about um, our office and our incentives. So if a commissioner is available, I know that Billy's out, she's not around. So I would love to see if any commissioners can attend and I can follow up an email, but it is on that Mother's Day, which I think is Sunday, May 12th, is May it? May 14th, this is oh, sorry. Sunday is 14th. <laughs> and, and Jack, you're out of town, huh? Yes. So. There's, uh, we'll have to follow up and see. 14th, yeah. Is any commissioner, well, and I can tell you more about it, but is any commissioner available on that day? Because that's one of the things, but there's a few things. There's gonna be a filmmaker summit I think they've invited me to participate on, on May 12th. That is another thing, but they've also, again, this is a filmmaker brunch that they do, and it happens to be on Mother's Day. I will be at, at a graduate, well, anyways, I'm not here. Um, Thank you. Any other general, so be in touch with Manije if that is a date that you could do, which is on Mother's Day. Thank you. And thank you for the announcement, Commissioner Chang. Appreciate all your work in the API community, AAPI community. Other commissioner comments, announcements? Um, I will not be here next month officially, but I'll put in the dates. But um, if you are interested, uh, on the Baycat side, we do have an internship showcase that we'll be doing at um, Bloomberg. Um, it is by invitation only, so uh, if you wanna see the next 
a set of graduates of filmmakers that uh, are part of our internship. And we are bringing back In Focus in July, which was part of the Recruiters Meet Emerging Diverse Creatives. Um, if you're interested in that, please uh, let me know. Okay. Uh, no more commissioner comment on this. All right. Oh, and by the way, it's at Chase Center above the rim, rim again. Um, public comment on this item. If you do have a public comment, thank you for coming up. I, do you have a speaker card? Do we need a physical card? No. Okay. You need me to spell Thank you. you. Okay. Okay. I'm Dee Dee Escobedo. I'm the Assistant Executive Director for the San Francisco Northern California SAG-AFTRA local. And um, we have often been asked to come and give our report uh, specifically with numbers of jobs covered so you can kind of compare with your permitting process how much of that's been covered under the SAG-AFTRA contracts. Um, but I actually came today with the intention of giving a little bit more information given that it's resource sharing. Since I break it out from uh, commercial, corporate educational, interactive video games, and TV theatrical, but I will keep this brief since we're over time. I just thought if you're open to it over the next four months before you take your August hiatus, I could go through which of those contract areas are specific to San Francisco, Northern California. So if you have a better sense of what our marketing and outreach efforts are and how much they parallel your overall marketing plan to make this more of a destination city and do that economic recovery. So specifically today, actually I already had the intention of talking about commercials, so it's funny that you bring that up. Because commercials here, um, we have a specific San Francisco, Northern California Regional Commercial Code um, that's specifically geared toward any advertisers who are going to produce in Northern California and air their commercials in Northern California. So whether it's a restaurant that's buying time during the you know, SF Giants game, Go Giants, or if they're doing something digital uh, for their website and on social media, they can actually hire professional performers at a rate structure that's more commensurate with a localized advertising media buy versus a national campaign. Um, our national contract has gone over, through an overhaul over the last year, about this time last year. They made a new rate structure that was more predictive. And they do invite people to sign uh, production by production as well as, as to produce everything under that contract. So there is a national contract in place. Um, but what we really like to call to people's attention is that we have so many professional performers located here as well as background performers. People don't realize that we hate, you know, we cover everything from people who do broadcast news as well as actors, stunt performers, stunt coordinators, voiceover, uh, on-camera spokespersons. They can source all of that talent locally. Um, and particularly for ad agencies who are trying to pick up that kind of work for local advertisers and maybe don't have the budget to shoot elsewhere to really encourage that not only could they permit and shoot locally, but they could source their talent locally as well. Great. So that's my plug. Um, there's a little uh, follow-up one sheet that I can, I can certainly provide any of the commissioners. Um, it really explains what the bundled rates are, how predictive it is, so that as producers are putting together their budgets, they know they can bundle the session and the use either for a month a quarter or a year, and they'll know what that costs. 
So if these are helpful, I'll continue to break it down. I just thought I'd start with the commercial area to begin with. Um, as for the report, we specifically gathered this with a comparison to last year, since I know at last month's meeting there was some concern about the, you know, a lot of interest, maybe not a lot of takers. So um, here's how we look in terms of uh, performers who are covered under sag after contracts in this year as compared to last year, so in the first quarter. Um, for commercials, there were 55 <coughs> members covered. Uh, this year compared to 188 members covered wow. last year. Wow. Uh, so there has been a dip in commercial work uh, to start. Although, honestly, that kind of varies year to year. For corporate educational, uh, there were uh, four members covered this year in four different productions compared to only two last year in the first quarter uh, when we still saw kind of a dip in corporate um, spending for that kind of content. For interactive video games, we're up to 32 performers covered in the first quarter this year as opposed to two last year. And uh, for TV theatrical new media, we by that mean film, television, streaming services, or streaming series. We've had 105 performers covered um, compared to 18 last year. Um, so that's picked up quite a bit. Great. So Thank I you. hope this is helpful to yeah. you. Appreciate and it. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you Thank so you. much. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Any other public comment? Um, also, as Frank is coming up, I want to invite folks, if you are online, to dial star three. Uh, Frank Simeon with Directors Guild of America. I am uh, very encouraged about what I hear about productions coming here in the near future and getting into the economic recovery. Uh, one of the budgets I was looking at briefly, just a very small, simple motion picture. They had over a million dollars for what was line item cast and crew entertainment and housing, which was interesting to me. Um, so I'm excited about what's coming up in the near future. Uh, and uh, the, the report about the studio space is, is wonderful because that's huge. And then uh, I did want to mention that uh, the, the Directors Guild, along with the overall film community, in addition to the wonderful Ninth Street uh, film get-together, that was an amazing event, trying to get from SF Film, <coughs> say, to Bayvac. You, There were so many people, so many filmmakers on the street you know, I never even made it to Bayback from, I mean, I, I couldn't get across the street. There was just so much conversation going on. So a wonderful, wonderful event. But um, one of the original founders of American Zoetrope, a San Francisco production company that's still active here, um, uh, passed unexpectedly, Robert Bob Dalva. He was nominated for an Oscar. He directed The Black Stallion. And in addition to being a great filmmaker, he was also uh, Oscar nominated. Uh, editor and cameraman, and uh, and just a wonderful, kind human being and mentor. And his uh, memorial was out in the headlands of Marin, uh, extremely well attended with a, a lot of people speaking about their experiences working with him on his motion pictures. And uh, he will be missed, but thank goodness Zoetrope continues, and uh, we'll take it from there. That's it. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Any other public comments online or 
in person. No public comment online. Thank you. So public comment on this item is closed. Let's move on to the next item, number seven. Number seven would be general public comment. Uh, so this is only for any additional public comment by comments from the public. Uh, anybody online, star three, and anybody else here? There's no public comment. Thank you so much. Um, calling the next agenda item. Adjournment. <gasps> and I get to do this. So everybody, just again, thank you for your attendance. Thank you for staying longer. Um, really want to appreciate Kat Daniel uh, today for the extensive <laughs> overview. And just gonna say we, the same thing. you're we objecting. Vote, right? No, we're not voting. Come on, let's so vote. So the April meeting is officially adjourned. <laughs> thank you, everybody, good. for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And it's a wrap. <laughs>